Welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast, a podcast that will encourage and inspire you in engaging with young people in Catholic youth ministry. I'm Juliana, and in today's episode number three, Spiritual Practices in Schools, I'm sitting down with Amanda Razon, who has worked as a youth minister, family faith formation advisor for Catholic education, and is now assistant principal in religious identity and mission and APRIM at a local Catholic school. So if you're currently working or interested in working in Catholic education, this episode will be right up your alley. Amanda will break down all you need to know about the spiritual practices that are followed in Catholic schools. We'll be chatting about prayer, liturgy and mass, what they are, why we have them, and we'll learn how to go about them in meaningful ways. So Amanda, welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be with you here today. Um, we're yeah, colleagues and friends in real life, so it's fantastic to, to sit down with a mate and chat about all these great things. Um, so for those out there who don't know you, um, could you just introduce yourself? Um, tell us who you are, what you do, and also what's been a highlight for you working with young people in Catholic education? Oh, so I'm Amanda, um, Amanda Razon. As you've already given me such a lovely intro. <laughs> All truth. I just speak the truth. <laughs> um, I'm currently an APROM at St. John the Baptist um, Catholic School. And um, yeah, so I'm doing that um, at three days a week and then in the classroom at two days a week. Um, so I guess when we're re- recording this, I haven't actually stepped foot into the classroom as of yet. But um, yeah, so I have the best of both worlds, I guess, because I get to do a little bit of, you know, the stuff that I love, the, you know, the Catholic stuff that I love, but also get to spend time um, with my own class. Um, I would say, because you asked about a highlight for working with children, and I guess it does have a lot to do with, um, you know, the spiritual side Mm. of things, because, um, I have a real interest for children's spirituality and I have noticed because I've in the past worked with year ones and receptions, just how lovely, just how receptive children are to to God, even if they don't necessarily come from um, a Christian background, they just are aware of God. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, they say, I love God, I can't see God, but they, you know, they're able to draw it or describe it. And in prayer, it's just, it's just so cute. I know that's quite vague, but it's such a highlight to be able to witness, I guess, children's idea and knowledge of God at such young ages, to be able to be, you know, in that space with them. So, yeah. And how precious is that, that they're Mm. able to connect with that? And like, um, you know, Jesus said in the Bible for us to be like the little ones in our faith. And Mm. yeah, yeah. how how much, you know, as adults, we can, um, you know, complicate things, but to have that real sort of childlike faith and awe and openness and to be um, a witness of that, that just must, yeah, bring so much joy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, So for me, it's been a hot minute since I was at school as a student. (laughs) Um, So for this conversation today, I was hoping that you could give us a bit of a snapshot. Um, So generally speaking, what are the main sort of spiritual practices that um, one can find in a Catholic school? Mm. Well, I guess there's, 
I guess it, it can be divided into two things, like sure. you said, like as in the the knowledge component. So there's obviously a curriculum at school for for the religious, um, yeah, education, yeah, uh, yeah, side of things, and then the spiritual side of things, like faith formation, like it touches on that. And usually, you will find prayer um, in a school, and that will be in the classroom. So the class teacher will make sure that there's prayer at least once in the day. So it can vary from class to class. Mm -hmm. It could be before meals. It could be at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. And then I guess um, the normal liturgy or mass that happens at school, whether that be for each class, each year level, but there's always going to be, you know, the whole school um, liturgy or mass that happens and then I guess even for staff, there's the um, staff prayer that usually, sure. or at least from most schools that I've known, will happen at least once a week. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of prayer involved in, in Catholic school life. Amazing. And what a great place to start as well. Um, and I guess that's also interweaved. Maybe sometimes there'll be retreats yes, or social yeah. justice. So really yeah. sort of action-based things as well yeah. and gathering. Yeah. yeah, thank you for prompting that. That's true. We There's always at least a day for um, faith formation for staff. Mm. I mean, I know that also at school, some, you know, year sixes, so the older students in the school, sometimes they have their own retreats retreat days well yeah I think that we call it reflection days not retreat reflection days um so staff have that and then yes there's always the component of social justice because that's I guess faith in action um and so most schools have leaders that that do that and I guess even sustainability kind of plays a part as well yeah um and in most schools now too so yeah you're right like there's I guess those are the more hands-on components of the um, the faith. Faith and spirituality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, how special that is that, um, yeah, giving that really sort of rounded, holistic education um, that gives, you know, um, students the chance to explore their spirituality and also maybe a basis for staff members because we know our teachers are absolute superstars doing one million things Um so be, to be able to have that time, to take that time out, reflect, connect, um, can be really important. Um, but also saying that, you just listed a whole lot of different spiritual practices. So we're here today to sort of break those down so we can understand them better and practice them in real meaningful ways. Um, so first off, I'd love to chat to you about prayer. Um, how would you describe prayer? And um, why do you think it's important to have in our school or classroom setting? Mm. Well, the funny thing about prayer is that it is deeply personal. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, to be very honest, I think it's something that I've kind of grappled to de- define sure. myself because even like, so I've only been at Prim for half a year technically and even just trying to make sure that it's it's intentional that mm. because essentially prayer is being with God yes like at the heart of it it's it's that um, and I used to think that it was about having a conversation with God but it doesn't necessarily need to take that form mm. because you can go out um, and sit in a park and just feel as though that's your prayer and so if I were to try and define it even more I guess it's Prayer is intentionally 
inviting God into that space. Mm. I think like being with God and inviting God into that space because, um, yeah, I think the challenge can be, and I don't know if this is part of your question, but for example, when, when staff at a school are asked to lead prayer, it can be a daunting thing. Sure. And um, <laughs> for anyone, yeah, right? It is. It's such a personal thing. Because it's a personal thing. And it's how do you, how do you um, make prayer meaningful um, without it just being words on a page either? Yeah. When it, and when you're inviting a group of people to engage in prayer with you. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I thought that, um, it can be challenging because sometimes it can turn into just a bit of a reflection meditation mm. of pondering. Not to say that you can't have that, but I guess, as I said before, it's making sure that you're inviting, like kind of addressing God to be in that space with you, not just reflecting on nice things, but kind of making sure that you're, yeah, Offering but, it yeah. somehow. Offering yeah. it up and yeah. being making, you know, God's always with us, but yeah. making it, okay, we're intentionally being aware that God's in this space yeah. and wants to be with us. Yeah. So, Well, that's it because I guess there's a difference between a lovely prayer, I mean, a lovely poem yes, and a lovely prayer poem where you're addressing God in that. For example, it's like there was a time when it was just go off and do something kind. Sure. And it's like, well, I think the important thing is that you can do that, but you you also should make sure that you're in, you're inviting, like you can go off and be kind because you want to offer that to God. Yes. If, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It's that next level of just sort of not having nice thoughts or ni- nice deeds, yeah. but it's that next level of I'm doing this with God. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's nourishing my spirituality and perhaps the spirituality of a collective group as well. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Of, of the school. Mm. Um, so, w- yeah, saying all that, that that's the, the hard balance of it being such a personal thing, um, but also – in, in shaping a school community and the school spirituality and faith. Um, so in that sense, how would you explain its importance in, in the classroom or school setting when there's a million other things, when you have to do your NAPLAN tests and, and other mm. things and um, mark things? Um, yeah, how, how would you describe its importance? Well, I guess, I guess it could be a few things that, I mean, well, the first thing that comes to mind is that well, what makes this school different from any other schools? Mm. Like you can have lovely public schools that still encompass, you know, vir- you know, a lot of lovely virtuous qualities, but and the values, fact yeah. is that we are a Catholic school and that, I mean, and I mean, that's Christian still, but I guess we're a Catholic school and so we have certain traditions and, um, and things that we do and especially... I guess it comes down to the roots that a Catholic school um, is is centered in God, mm. and you know, God has provided us with all of these things, and we want to enrich students, um, I guess, with their learning, but also we want them to to be enriched and know that they're loved by God, and to I guess I have to use the word flourish, yeah, flourish. Um, because they are known and loved by God. Like I so and then it's kind of like how do you develop any relationship with anyone unless you spend time with them? Yes. And so that's why prayer is important. Like I can't 
be your friend if I just simply know you and that's it. Yeah. But I have to know more about you by be- spending time with you. And prayer is that avenue to know God better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could just imagine that um, accumulating over years, um, spending that time knowing God, knowing themselves more and growing. Um, and that has, you know, exponential sort of mm. possibilities that we, we can't imagine. Um, that's yeah. all in God's plan. So. Yeah, what a, a beautiful and important thing. Um, so keeping in mind that it is, you know, press quite a personal thing, mm. but also um, something we can do in groups um, and to carve out that time of being with God. What are some of the main things um, we should keep in mind or uh, to do or even not to do um, when we're facilitating prayer in school? Mm. Well, I guess it kind of ties into what I – briefly mentioned before um, that making sure that it's intentionally inviting God into that space. So, I mean, like I kind of alluded to, there's, you know, there's been times or examples where it's just playing a song. Sure. And like, it could be a nice and well-meant song, but is that really... I guess, addressing God. I think that's the question to ask. Like, is it intentionally inviting God into this space? Like, I think that there's a place for that. So, for example, if you tied in a prayer and say, you know, loving God, we pray for this, this and this, and then have the reflection at the end, like that's well and good. Yes. But if if it's just simply playing beautiful a beautiful piece of music for the sake of playing a beautiful yeah. piece of music, then I think there's a real difference so I think it's about the intentionality of your prayer because I guess there's no hard and fast rule about um, exactly how to pray, but it's just going back to making sure that you're you're really you're addressing and inviting God into that space. So I know that seems a bit redundant, but I guess it's not because my intention is not to ever scare anyone from doing it. Like anyone can lead prayer. Um, it's just making sure that we are actually, yeah, making sure that it, it's prayer and not just meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Reflection. Reflect, yeah. Yeah. yeah, going that extra step yeah. in inviting God in yeah. um, and adding to that. And, yeah, I guess that can be done in so many ways. Um, I was reflecting myself. Um, I was uh, part of the community once where we would pray together every day at 6.30 a.m., um, and I don't feel particularly Christian before I've had some coffee. Like it's just not my, <laughs> my preferred, preferred yeah. way. Um, but it was just fascinating in a group of people, we would take it in turns to lead prayer. One of the persons was an amazing musician and her real way of connecting with God was through music. I can't sing to save my life. So can you imagine me before coffee having to, <laughs> to sing a prayer? Like I didn't... I, that didn't help me in my <laughs> relationship with God, I don't think. Yes. Um, and then another person, um, yeah, like you said before, would happily play a pop song that had um, beautiful lyrics about love but was had this um, capability of tying that in with God and relationship with God. Um, so it was just fascinating seeing each person, what their sort of preferential way to connect with God was and how we can learn from that. So you can really – you can experiment with that and – um, it is okay to try different things, but as long as we, like you said, ask yourself, you know, how is this connecting to God? How is that nourishing that that peace? Um, and I guess it's always okay to ask, right? Mm. If you're not sure. Um, yes. 
even even in my role in youth ministry, sometimes we lead prayer for groups. And yeah, even having done this for, for a few years, I always like to sort of check things and be like, hey, this is what I've, um, you know, come up with. This is what I'm thinking. You know, what do other people think? It is something so personal, but it's also something, a skill that can be practiced. And yes. there's multiple ways. And then isn't that so beautiful to be able to dive in deep and, and grow more that we can always try different things in our prayer life. Yes, for sure. And I'm similar as well. Like, I feel like I'm always still learning. Like, as I said, I was still learning the difference between a reflection and and what is, you know, what is prayer. Yeah. The, the difference between the two. And I guess also because I've been privileged enough to have had the experience of family faithful mission advisor in the office. Yeah. I've been able to draw on the experience and wisdom of other APRAMs and advisors and yeah, in, in the space to, to run ideas by and yeah, because sometimes you just aren't sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, and yeah, exactly. Always ask other people who've, mm. who've been on this journey um, and, you know, maybe try different things. Like I know um, in today's world, practicing gratitude is something that's, um, you know, quite popular, which is fantastic, but we can, you know, you can take something like that and add in the God element, add in the God, you know, really open up that space for God. Um, so whatever maybe personal practices one might have, you know, opening that up to God and opening that up to others can be a great way of, um, entering to that prayerful space. Right. Yeah. So in summing up prayer, um, do you have maybe one piece of advice or one piece of encouragement um, that you'd like to relate to people? I don't know if it sounds cheesy, but I think it if you kind of check in with yourself and know what's in your heart at that time, I think that that can lead to a more genuine prayer. Mm. Just because I think that's the my own advice that I use for myself because um, there are often times that I – I know I need to prepare for prayer and I'm thinking, oh, what do I do? But then I'm then I need to slow down and think, well, what if I just write, you know, what what's in my heart at the moment for for this person or for these people that I want to offer to God? And I feel like that makes all the difference. Yeah. Because I think at the heart of it, you want prayer to be genuine and intentional and um yeah, I guess heartfelt and not as I said again, not just actions or words for the sake of doing yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Think, yeah. Going to that heart level. Yeah. Um okay, now we're saying it, sometimes it's hard to know the different definitions of of things. There's a lot of different practices. So shifting over to liturgy. In a snapshot, how would you describe liturgy and how does it actually differ from prayer? Mm. Well, I guess liturgy is kind of like an extended prayer and it and an extended more formal way of praying because I guess in a liturgy you would usually find a set of prayers prayed together and or even readings mm. readings from the Bible that are said together um, I know that this is not the best definition but I think it is kind of like a formal more public form sure. of worship yeah yeah um, so I think liturgy is still prayer it's just in extended form yeah. Um, with a, 
I guess with a little bit more structure to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, something more extended and like yeah. in a mass, you'd have, I guess, the liturgy of the word. So the yes. part where we um, read the, the different Bible readings, the gospel, as well as the liturgy of the, the Eucharist. Um, where we have communion so like even within the mass there's the different liturgies so um yeah extended form of prayer in in mm-hmm. different ways um okay so what would you like those working in catholic schools to know about leading or being involved in liturgy well that you're not alone yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean we like this is um this is not to put in a plug or anything, but honestly, I think that you can – there are other people in other schools who have been in that position. Yes. And you're not you're not going to ever be a fool for asking questions. Yes, There's absolutely. no silly questions at all. Um, so I would say – because, like, for me, I've, I've been kind of born and raised in the Catholic faith, and so – it would seem that I should know what a liturgy should be structured like, what, yeah. what's involved in the mass. But in reality is it's it's not – like you still do need help. Like yes. I, I've had to go and kind of research it again and, and ask people for help because I think – you kind of sometimes when you're in something like that, you can easily go through the motions. It's like, oh, yeah, I sit and stand and you put this and that. But sometimes you just need to ask other people who have been there and done that to see if they can give you, you know, um, any of their old older versions of liturgies or masses that they can share with you. And I think, yeah, you learn best when you're asking, when you're kind of critically thinking about yeah. how do I put this together? Who can I draw experience from? And yeah, I think you learn best that way. Absolutely. And there's like a wealth of knowledge and experience yeah. and maybe something like local, I guess, if your certain school, um, you know, um, has a certain feast day, like maybe you're named after a certain saint or um, to, to know the story of that saint or, um, you know, local, are you by the beach? Are you by the park? Um, can you incorporate nature into that? Um, and Maybe there's local preferences as well. Like um, I still remember the the songs I had in in my Catholic primary. <laughs> they live in my head, oh, rent free. Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing the dishes and then it will just oh, pop in. Yes, you know. So there might be a song that uh, that specifically <laughs> those kids love. So um, yeah, there's a lot to draw on as well. Okay, so I'd also like to quickly touch on mass. Now, we won't do a deep dive because, spoiler alert, um, in the works we're planning to do a bit more of a a series deep diving on on mass. Um, That sounds good. Yeah, like – so deep there's so many things to to go through with that and like like we said even being born and raised um in the faith there's always more that we can learn um and go back through um but just maybe to keep in mind um what are maybe some top do's or don'ts that we should you know have in the back of our minds when we're attending a mass oh my goodness i'm just i'm just laughing because i've had to prepare (laughs) a mass just in the last weekend I feel like there were a lot of don'ts okay. for next time. For next, just, maybe ask too soon. <laughs> maybe it's a bit traumatic. Oh, no, I think it's just that because not everyone comes from a Catholic or yeah, well, Catholic background. Um, I know that there's a well, putting PowerPoints is a very helpful way to help guide. Yeah, everyone. absolutely. Um, 
I mean, I know it's not ideal for, for the average mass goer, but to be able to help prompt and allow um, children and families to be able to fully participate, you know, the PowerPoint are good prompts. But I think on the flip side, it's also not to rely too heavily on the PowerPoint because yeah. that's not the mass either. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if this is the best advice, but I always for myself have to remember the most important thing is to know that mass is is going to be mass. Yes. Like, yep. you know, what is it? It's it's not a show. Yeah. It's it's mass because, you know, we're, you know, revisiting, you know, no, we're, we're hearing and listening to God's word and then we also get to be part of the community, part of the church. Yeah. And, you know, part of, you know, Jesus' sacrifice for us. So all of those things that's the mass. Yes. Um, you can't so, swap it out for. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I know that that, does, that doesn't necessarily help for the planning of it, but I guess it's remembering what it is and not to pressure, put pressure on yourself if you're the one le- like preparing it, yeah. organizing it. But um, I guess making sure that you have your run sheet in check. Yeah. And your PowerPoint in check. <laughs> Speaking from experience, <laughs> are we? <laughs> yes. And so if all else fails on you, it's okay. Like, yeah. It's a humbling experience <laughs> too. <laughs> it's all very part of raw. It. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that helped a little. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. It's been so great to, to sit down with you today, Amanda. Uh, just before um, before we head off, I would just like to know, what's one piece of final encouragement or advice um, that you'd like to pass on to those working in Catholic schools when it comes to getting involved in these spiritual practices that we've talked about today? Well, I think that, well, to know that um, each person's on their own journey um, that you're more, you're you're so welcome to to add your flavor to it. I think yes. And there's no hard and fast rule, like I've said before, of of doing things, but just I guess remembering the heart of it, and like I guess it's not scary. It, yeah. it can seem daunting, but it's not scary. And I think people will always appreciate if you are genuine and like if, the, if you remember that you're doing this for everybody else so that they can kind of um, know God better. Like it, it's, it's about everybody in this. It's yeah. So don't put too much pressure on yeah. yourself, I guess. Yeah. I think it's hard to, to tie it all together, but I guess it's just, you know, don't don't fret and other people have been in the same boat as you. Like, don't be afraid. Give it a go. And if in doubt, ask someone else. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that it's more than okay to ask. We do that here every mm-hmm. day. Um, and, you know, it, if you're, you're thinking, oh, but I don't have anyone, you know, in my community that I can, you know, um, and this podcast has fallen into your lap, flick us an email. You know, we can certainly um, have a chat with you or direct you to someone if in your immediate circle you, you don't have anyone um, to ask. Um, we're here for you for that. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Cath Youth Adelaide to stay up to date with all the latest information, resources and events. Until next time, see you.